Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by International Data Engineering and Science Association, the Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. I'm Coach Colbertson. With me is Kimberly Colbertson. And today we have back with us John Riley the Third. Hey, John, why don't you take a minute and reintroduce yourself to our audience just a little bit? Not a problem. My name is John Riley. I am the CEO and co-founder of CNC Blockchain Technology. Um, we are a blockchain advisory company that primarily helps organizations become comfortable and become educated on blockchain technology before before they start to implement it. Um, and quick background on myself, I previously was in an Oracle application space in the consulting services side, helping organizations with um, software implementations, business process changes, digital transformation, end-user adoption training, and end-user custom training. Let's kick off our conversation today talking about ICOs. What are ICOs and do all cryptos do ICOs? So ICOs are what people call the initial coin offerings of the the cryptocurrencies before they go, I'd say, on the, ex- the cryptocurrency exchanges. And um, I look at it this way. If you're familiar with, you know, IPOs on the, I'd say the fiat side where people are have a private company and they want to take it public and share and sell their shares, they go through an IPO, allowing people to invest in it and buy it. Well, with ICOs, it's really a little bit different. It's kind of the same concept. But when you look at ICOs, it's more of they're selling to investors an idea of a blockchain platform. So instead of a, a tangible product that's already being used, they're really selling the concept of an idea of what a blockchain platform is going to bring to the world or to a certain vertical that it could be leveraged in. I don't think every ICO, every cryptocurrency does an ICO. Um, I've come across one or two that hasn't. I've come across one or two that have already built a blockchain platform before they did an ICO. So it's not necessarily that everyone does it. It sometimes it comes down to the timing of they do it. But I think the ones that are more valuable when it comes to an ICO, if they've already built their blockchain platform without going for the investment money first. Hmm. Talk us a little bit more about the valuation. So you mentioned that folks who have already built a platform are probably uh, have the greater value on the outset. But talk us a little bit more about where the value might come in for an ICO. I think the value comes in really one if. You have a team of people that really identified an issue out there that they can build a blockchain platform to address that. And you have the right people that have invested the time and have done their research and know that what they're bringing to the market is going to be something that can be used. And when you start looking at the evaluation of them, I think a lot of people look at some of, oh, those aren't, those really, that's not going to be successful. That won't be successful. But it comes down to understanding how it's going to be built. When you read their white papers, is it really something that can be built based on the facts that they share with you? So as you start to evaluate these ICOs and to see if they're going to go to the market and if they're going to be successful, is really fully understanding what that blockchain platform they have is going to be built for, but also if it's really going to work. And I think that's where you've seen a lot of challenges where some ICOs have been able to raise money, but when it came to building that solution, kind of fell short. So then do you think that all of the crypto blockchain projects will last? I don't think they'll all last, no. Um, I mean, I think it's like anything else. And for some people that were around during the dot-com area where everybody was coming out with a dot-com website. And I can remember that was just a crazy time. There was a, a dot-com, a website for everything. And 
a lot of those, I'd say 90, 90% of those didn't make it. And the one that's really famous that didn't make it is called Amazon. So, so when you look at that, it's showing you maybe a handful of these 2,000 tokens that you're seeing out there. I mean, I'd say in the next five years, you, you won't even remember 80% of them. But what it does is it starts setting the standard of what is going to be a real valuable token when people start going forward with ICOs for blockchain platform. They'll see which ones have survived and try to model it after that so they know they're going to bring value. Um, I think when you look now at the internet and how things are, how it was compared to when it came out is night and day. And the ones that people start to view, it's, it's like, okay, you know, some, some will have a stronghold. Some will have to gain that stronghold through f- people that are, that are, I'd say, happy with it or more excited about using it, their, their tokens. But I think those are things that are happening over time as this market evolves and gets better. And I think even from last year at this time, it's night and day to, you know, I see one, the ICOs that I've seen come out and two, the, the quality of them. Um, I think they're being more scrutinizing because of that people want to make sure they're bringing value. Another guest that we've had on this podcast, John Hargrave, he talked about how he kind of feels like it's kind of we're kind of in the internet 3.0 era, mm. you know, and we've got to see yeah. the whole gold rush again. I think he nailed it. it. It kind of is. And a lot of us that are kind of, you know, whether we're called early adopters or not really see that thing. We're in that, that beginning stage or what I like to call it, it's the beginning of that tsunami wave. And if you can see that and see the progression of the rise of it, and I say the popularity, but the adoption that keeps coming month after month in different ways, it's, yeah, we're on that, that cusp of that wave really getting to the top of it. But during that same time, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's growing and I'd say it's maturing and evolving. So when you look at the market, you know, since January, you know, everybody's like, oh, look at the dive and how, you know, it crashed. Well, it didn't crash. What it did was it kind of stabilized and mm. it's been there for a while. So now you're not seeing maybe the high fluctuation in the volatility, but the, those coins that are out there, these platforms, the blockchain, you're seeing still people behind them. They're still supporting them. They're not just walking away saying, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's vapor. There's a lot of value in a lot of blockchain platforms. And this is why, you know, over the past, I think, month or two, you've seen it start to stabilize. You've seen Bitcoin go back up from 6000 in March back up to nine now. And I think that's going to be the thing for the rest of the year is it's going, to stand, it's going to continue to stabilize, get stronger, get more following. And as you see more adoption with organizations saying, I want to let people use Bitcoin to pay for goods, then it's really going to gain momentum. And I think this is where we're at. Um, when you see or, you know, TV shows like CNBC, which I watched the other night, talking about how Bitcoin has stabilized over the years. And they went through the dips in the past five years with Bitcoin and showing it's exactly it's done this exact same thing for the past five years and always stabilized and always went higher and higher the next time. So when you get a mainstream, <laughs> I'd say organization like CNBC talking about the strength of how Bitcoin's getting stronger, that's another positive sign. Talk to me a little bit about, okay, so let's say that I'm, you know, Mr. Joe investor and I want to find out what blockchain project a cryptocurrency is tied to. I want to see if it's good. Where would I go to, to really kind of find out this kind of information? I mean, I think there's, there's one or two ways. And the way I started doing it, I went to a coin marketplace first where it really lists all the, the tokens and cryptocurrencies that are out there. You get to see, you know, where they're stacked at from, you know, number one down to 2000, but it allows you to look at what they're valued at now then click on them then go to their website, read about what their blockchain platform is and even download their white paper. But then, you know, there's different areas 
that you can go and do research on it where one place, you know, one website is Reddit where they will evaluate. You see comments from different people. If you put something in, like, hey, who knows about this token? You know, really, I'd say strong cryptocurrency experts that have done ICO evaluations will give you feedback on that. So I think it's really doing your due diligence and doing your own research first and then going out and finding these websites where you have these um, cryptocurrency experts that are doing this on a daily basis, evaluating, researching, validating that their project is real, that what they put in their white paper can actually be built. These are the areas where you can get the conf confidence that saying, okay, I've done my reading on that. I've, I have questions now. I want to go find out what everybody else is saying. Okay, now I'm getting more feedback. Then you have confidence, like, yeah, maybe I'll hold off on that. Or if people are saying, no, I really wouldn't go after that, and here's why. But at least you get to choose, you know, and make an educated guess, not just take someone's word for it. Like, hey, you might say that, but I see value in this, this blockchain platform. I might want to invest in it for a little bit. So I think there's kind of the best way to really engage yourself in understanding if it's something you want to be a part of or not. Oh, that's incredible. I had no idea you could learn so much about blockchain on Reddit. As we end our podcast, we would love for you to share ways that our audience can connect with you and tell us a little bit about what you're working on and resources for blockchain enthusiasts that you can recommend. Sure. I mean, the biggest thing I'm working on now is I've been talking to you know, healthcare organizations um, really about getting educated and up to speed on blockchain. And that's kind of been my focus because I see the value of where it's going to fit in the, organi in the organizations there. And working with different people, working with people in that sector of saying, hey, you know, what have you done with blockchain before? I'm going to be talking to these organizations, positioning the value, and making sure I'm aligning with the right people that can provide that value when they are ready to kind of build those platforms. Um, and I think as people get into this space, they start to learn, you know, hey, where does um, blockchain fit the best for me? Where is it um, the strongest? And I think you should gravitate towards those areas. It's not, you know, and one area doesn't fit everybody. That's the great thing about blockchain is it can be in any area. And if you're passionate about mining or you're passionate about cryptocurrency or passionate about blockchain, you have all these avenues to have these different interests. But it's great to know about all of them because then you can get to collaborate with different people and get different ideas um, and think differently. Mm, that's awesome. John, thank you so much for coming back with us. It has been awesome to hang out with you again. No, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's much appreciated. And, um, you know, good luck with everything. And you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank thanks. you, sir. All right. Well, to our listener, of course, thanks for following up with us today. Blockchain Inside, the podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson. With me is Kimberly Culbertson. Thanks for hanging out with us again, and we'll see you next time.